So, DJ D-Man, welcome to Music to Our Ears. It's a complete pleasure to, to have you with us uh, as one of our DJs uh, on the forthcoming Easter Strictly 90s. Race. Yes, sir. How are you feeling? Yes, sir. Feeling great. Appreciate it. I'm glad you had me here. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I'm super excited for the, the, the 90s raid. That's that's my pocket right there. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Man. And, you know, we've caught a lot of you on this side of the pond. You, you've you've been involved in a lot of the, the UK raids that go on with Love You Better and mm -hmm. generally your face that people recognize um, on both sides of the pond. And you really embrace that connection. I'm not saying it's rare, but, you know, the... I guess the level to which you do it is something that surprised me. So why did you feel the need to do that? No, it's, it's just, it's, it's really interesting. I'm a very diverse person. So I love cultures. So I, I enjoy get, going to those raids and, <clears throat> excuse me, hearing what they're playing, what you guys are playing over there. And just like, wow, you know, just, I love just hearing just different things. But just the love you guys have shown me, you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. So, and, and Twitch is a great platform uh, for that. So, it, it's just, you know, the chance to DJ and to DJ with other great DJs, you know, I'll, I'll jump at that at a heartbeat for sure. Great. So tell the people about your your background in a nutshell. How long you've been doing it for? Where you representing? Um, you know, how did you get into it? And, and what's what's the journey been so far? Well, I've, it's, it's funny. I started calculating this out. Actually, I've been DJing for 31 years. Uh, really? Started when I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> started when I was 17. Uh, I still remember my first mix I ever did, and uh, which is it was a crazy mix actually. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been it's been a great ride. Start off straight vinyl, um, tearing up my mom's records, I, pretty much as, as everyone. And you know, I've done everything from clubs to uh, radio, uh, radio DJ as far as like actual announce on air and actually mix DJ, uh, weddings, uh, parties. I've I've even DJed a funeral. And so uh, I've done pretty much all, and of course, battle DJ. So, but I, I did take a 10 year retirement. I stopped DJing um, around 2010 ish. And it just, I wasn't really feeling the music. And at that point in time, the kind of club scene was kind of going out. And so I was like, you know what? This might be a good time for me to just say, all right, I'm done. Let me just chill. And literally, my techniques were in the basement, in their flight cases, collecting dust for the past 10 years until. COVID happened. So literally COVID saved my turntables. <laughs> I've not come across one single DJ in my life who's had a, a decade long retirement and come back. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what, what was the spark? It, it, it was, it was literally, I, I started now, now granted that I wasn't, I mean, I did do a few things. Like for example, at the funeral I mentioned about actually it was technically a, a repass and it was more of a celebration. They actually had the venue booked for her birthday and then she ended up passing. So they said, let's make it into like a celebration of her life. Mm -hmm. so I was doing a few things here and there but it wasn't like I was doing like the normal you know three four days a week like I was back full-time and also I had a full-time job so I always was working and DJ I was doing everything but when COVID happened I got on Facebook I was like you know what I'm you know I'm not really doing anything you know I'm, I'm, I'm not just saying that. I'm actually working from home I'm actually at home there's not you know I got my work done got this extra time and then I had to get up early in the morning because my daughter is doing uh, homeschool for or going virtual. So I'm up at like, you know, seven o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, well, I'm up. Might as well do something. Well, let me start DJing. So I started on, on Facebook and, you know, I was doing sets there. And, and of course, you know, the whole Facebook cuts you off after, you know, whatever. And, and you know, that whole routine. 
And then one of my friends who I've known for, you know, pretty much the entire 30 years of DJing, uh, Rally Rail, he's also on, on Twitch as well. He's like, yeah, you gotta come over to Twitch. Twitch is where it's at. And I'm like, all right, let me go ahead and do it. And, and then, then I really got into it at that point because when I was doing Facebook, it was kind of like just pop-ups. I was like, all right, let me just do that here. I got time here, let me do it here. But Twitch actually got me more on the schedule where I'm like, okay, these are the days I'm gonna be on, these are the times I'm gonna be on. And it became more, more, more of a regiment, which I like. But on Twitch, it's like, you can really experiment. You can really push the envelope as far as what you like to play and what you, you know, you know, one of flashes that it's kind of two the same thing. Uh, for example, I'm not a house music DJ. I've never played a house set ever in my life. Now I've played house music, you know, here and here, you know, for maybe like a 20 minute, 30 minute set, but not for a whole entire night. And on Twitch, I, I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and do a house music set. And it turned out pretty good. Another great example, um, I did a Latin set and I knew nothing about Latin music, but I was like, you know what? Let me find the hot Latin songs. I, you know, and just, and I literally practiced that set a couple of times before actually going live with it. And, but it was basically, basically I'm just trying to push myself. So Twitch has allowed me to push myself to do experiment different things, play music that I personally love, and then just see what the crowd likes and kind of, you know, feed off of them and play music they love as well. And they, they come back. So nice. So let's talk about 90s music. Because, yes. Um, you know. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Yeah, that's what we're here. But I, I don't, I don't like to say golden era. I don't like to say it because it makes me sound like you know a bit of an old fart and someone who's kind of stuck <laughs> in a moment in time. But let's be honest, there was a lot of great music, yes, uh, released uh, over over that that space of time. So, talk to me. What does the nineties mean to you? What memories does it bring back musically? And you know, why is it so special to you? I look at it as this: each each decade had its had its thing, and your sixties you had like your doo wop, and then the seventies you started getting into more of the funk and uh, you know soul and disco and whatnot, and then the eighties were just so eclectic. We had everything, and growing up, you know seventies eighties, and really I call myself more of an eighties head because of you know I was really listening to music at that point in time, digesting it. You know I had to sit through a Mega Death video or a Duran Duran video or a Dire Straits video to get to see the Michael Jackson video or the Houdini video or whatever. And not knowing, going through that, I was actually absorbing that, you know, the Motley Crue, the Mega Death, Guns N' Roses, I was absorbing all that. So then now we go into the 90s and then now you have the same people that are about my age, you know, a few years older or whatever, and they're producing music and it's like, yo, that's that, you know, Pat Benatar sample. Or, yo, that's that Genesis sample. And it's like, I can relate to it. So not only you have the hip hop that I love, now you're playing the dope boom bap tracks on top of these crazy samples from the 80s. And it's like a marriage of, of beautiful music, in, in my opinion. So it's just like the 90s just sounded so good. And then you start getting rappers, because then, you know, the 80s was kind of like, everyone's kind of starting off baby step as far as lyrics. Now you got people who had better lyrics, better beats, and it just, it just, it, it just, 90s was really, it is the golden era. I mean, I'm not understanding how you feel about he's, that. He's you know, I'm not saying that, but it is. That line. <laughs> I got to say it, it is. It really is. It truly is. All right. So let, let's get into the, the, the question I don't want to answer. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Your top three 90s songs. Go. Let, and let's, by the way, we're going, we're going three down to one. 
We want to keep the suspense high. Oh my god, you speak Captain in order? You gotta put them in order. Oh, see, that's just not I'm, I'm not gonna let you jumble them up. <laughs> okay, so I would say I could probably tell what number two is. Number three, probably uh oh, well, you know, I'll say three would be Helter Skelter, their intro off of Nocturnal. Uh, the song is called Here We Come. Here we come. Here we come. Your dedicated soldiers said, here we come. And I love how that comes intros in. So, and then, then uh, rock raps on it and it's just the beat and them chanting just sounds, it's hot. So I'll probably put that at number three because I saw them do that live and which side funny story. I took my wife to that concert, the BCC concert, the whole, the whole crew was there. And of course, with most hip hop shows, they don't start until, they don't start on time. I know that. My wife's not a hip hop head. She loves our, like we, we love 80s music. So like me and her go back and forth about 80s music. But I'm like, hey, let's go to a hip, let's go to this BCC concert. And she wasn't ready that they were gonna start at like at two in the morning. So <laughs> they come on stage, I'm all fired up. I look over, cause there was like part like a mosh pit and of course there were seats and I didn't want her down in the mosh pit. I look over, she's sleeping. I'm like, how are you sleeping at a boot camp click concert? <laughs> I've she never let her peaked. Let... She had peaked. Yeah. <laughs> she peaked at like 10 30. That was it. She was done. So um, so that so so that's and they came out to that. So BCC, here we come. Um, number two would be Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to F with. And reason I say that number two would be because I got their demo when I was working at the radio station. And it was, I, I, was, I, was like, I was in college radio station at the time. And it was like four songs on there. I can't remember the other three. And so I get the, the, the tape, it was on the cassette tape. And I'm like, Wu-Tang Clan, I'm like, all right, who are these guys? So I'm popping in, and I'm the, I'm the music director at this time. So I'm the person, that, you know, putting the music on the air. So the first song comes on, I'm like, what kind of beat is this? Cause you know how RZA's, beat, RZA's beats are just like all over the place. I'm like, what is going on here? So I'm like, all right, whatever. Next song, same thing. All right, whatever, flip it over. Popping in, third song. All right, you got one more chance, guys. Otherwise, this is it. Wu Tang, Wu Tang, nothing F with was the fourth song on the B side. Fourth song on the B side of this cassette, mind you. It comes on, and I'm like, whoa, what, what just happened? And hearing that song, you know, I, it just, it just hit. It, it really hit me. Like, okay. Let me rewind this and listen to songs one through three again and really listen to them. And at that point, I fell in love with Wu-Tang. I was like, but that was a song that actually sunk his teeth in me. And somehow I got a chance to edit that and get that on the uh, college radio during like the safe hour, safe harbor hours. And I'm like, yeah, we got to play some Wu-Tang. And it was that that was a great song. So that's number two. Number one, I, I would say... Now I'm gonna break the genre rule, and I will say, now I'll break out of the genre and say, SWV, use your heart. Um, growing up, I was not in the cool crowd. At least I never thought I was in the cool crowd, and I was always an outsider. You know, I was always about you know reading books and doing stuff, and I got picked on about that and stuff like that. And you know, it was just you know I didn't have the freshest gear and all that stuff. And I remember in middle school there was this beautiful girl. I'm like, you know what? I, you know, I, I don't, I, it's hard for me to step to you, but you know what? I got to take the chance to step to you. 
And I, you know, I asked her to dance, whatever it was, and she kind of, whatever, no. All right, all right. And of course she was, I could see she was eyeing this other guy, which I knew behind the scenes that he was like this player. Not, you know, granted, middle school, I don't know how you can be a player in middle school, but he was a player in middle school. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, you you know, that's is that what you're gonna go for? Like, I, I think I can offer you more. It's like, I have, you know, heart, I'm gen- I'll be genuine to you, I'll be, not, I'll be nice and kind to you. He's gonna play you, you're gonna regret it. So that song drops, you know, a few years later. While I'm in, you know, oh gosh, when did that drop? It had to been, I was, had, yeah, I was in college at that point in time. So I was, I was in high school, I was in college. And it took me back to that middle school moment of that girl, how she did me. Like, you know, if she just used her heart and not her eyes, she would have had something really special for probably two weeks. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> back in middle school, you know, because, you know, at that point, we're not driving and can't go anywhere, can't do anything. Minimum. But it's just, yeah, the minimum, you know, whatever. So, but yeah, that song is just, I, 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 even to this day, even when I play this to this day, it takes me back to middle school mm. to, to that one moment. And it's like, it's a powerful song. And that was one of the first songs Pharrell produced. I know it was, in, it was early in his career. So, you know, so then knowing that, it's just like, you know, you got a super producer who wasn't super at that point in time, but this, producing this great track great lyrics, great song, and, you know, so it, to me, it was all around thing. So I'll put that as number one. Uh, since you asked about female, I'll say my favorite male group is Mint Condition. I love Mint Condition. Oh. The reason behind that is because it branches old school 70s bands, 70s, 80s bands with the 90s feel. So for me, it was just like that perfect marriage of, wow, a live band playing songs that I can fully relate to because he's singing like when I hear everyone else sing. So to me, it was, a per- it, was it was a perfect marriage. So yeah, Condition and Invoke will be my two top groups of the 90s. So in your yeah. mind, you know, when we go back to the clubs and, you know, for someone that was out of the, the scene for a long time, we managed to park that uh, and then just resurrected it out of you know, maybe a bit of boredom. Where do you see yourself going forward of it now? Honestly, I think I'll be on Twitch because I don't see myself back in the clubs. I mean, unless something, an opportunity happens from Twitch and says, hey, you know what? I caught you on Twitch, you know, come down to the flats, which is that's in the Cleveland area. That's our like our downtown area. And, you know, we do a club. You know, I'm like, OK, I mean, sure, I might might do that um, or you know, weddings. I, I, I don't miss carrying gear. <laughs> so, you know, that's the one thing I do not miss. Um but you know, if something happens from that, that's great. But uh, but I plan on doing different events here on Twitch. Uh, last October before we met, uh, I did a Beats for a Cure uh, breast cancer event, and um, on Twitch. And the funny thing was, I do everything. And my mom passed away from breast cancer back in 2010, and she was diagnosed back in 2001. So when Every year, I always did something with her, um, you know, whether I was donating stuff or I would make some bags and sell them and then donate that money to breast cancer or whatever. So I was on Twitch and one of uh, your UK fam, uh, DJ EZP, was doing a 24-hour cancer uh, stream. And I'm like, that's it. I can't go 24 hours because my schedule won't allow me to do that, but. I'm gonna DJ for 20, I'm gonna DJ for breast cancer in October. In my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I'll do for maybe like four hours, six hours, whatever, maybe raise 500 bucks and then call it a day. 
And I mentioned to one of my friends, uh, the first person I mentioned to was Selective 720. And he was like, oh, I'm down because he has a past with breast cancer as well in his family. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, let me see if anyone else would be interested. So I asked Ghostwriter. And, um, and he's like, oh, 100% I'm down. So I'm like, all right, I got three people. And then I'm asking DJ Ageless. So now it's four of us. I'm thinking, okay, we can get through like a whole entire day at this point. And then someone came to me and said, hey, I heard you doing this. And next thing you know, it snowballed into three days, you know, a three-day event, 24 hours straight, 50 hours straight. Oh, wow. And uh, on your side, EZP was part of it, Mia Moore, uh, Flex, DJ Flex, uh, Dom C, and Mary. I know I'm against a few other people. Oh, uh, Ray Domingo's on it. Ray Domingo's part of it. Um, so I'm literally just now meeting the, all these people over there. And it's I needed the UK time because I was wearing, wearing a time shift. So, and the end, we're all said and done. After three days, the little measly $500 I thought we were going to make, we ended up raising over $22,000 for breast cancer research. And so I'm like, I'm doing this every year. So this October coming up, um, this is going to be your official invitation. I want you to be part of it. I plan on stretching this out, hopefully a four week. Uh, that's, what I, that's what I'm looking for. And hopefully we can, you know, double or triple that amount this year. So, but, um, but that's the best, the main thing that I'm really focused on. Uh, I've been, I've been literally spying other DJs and, you know, trying to recruit different people and stuff like that. And just, you know, writing names down and, and then probably in the summertime, start, you know, emailing everybody say, Hey, this is what we're going to do eerie down, you know, whatever. But um, that's probably the biggest thing I have coming, uh, I have coming up down the line. But of course, uh, I'm not sure when this is going to broadcast, but I know this Sunday we have the, uh, or next Sunday we have the nineties um, uh, raid, which is, you know, falls right within, within this uh, interview. But uh, that I'm super excited about. Because once again, I just love nineties music and I don't know, what I'm going to play in that hour. It's like, it's just so much I want to play. And so I got, I got to pick my songs wisely. Yeah. And so that I get the most out of this, uh, uh, the time that I have to play, but I'm really super excited about the, uh, the nineties. Well, look, man, I really appreciate the amount of your time that you spent uh, chatting with me. It's been really interesting, engaging and, you know, actually inspiring to hear a lot of what you shared with us and look Thank forward to, to seeing what you have got in store for us on Sunday. Yes, uh, absolutely. Maximum, maximum respect, <laughs> sir. And, uh, thank you same to you all the best appreciate it thank you lovely